Good afternoon, sir. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Yourself? Very good. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, congratulations on the new record. I've been listening to it all day. I love it. Thank you, man. Thank you. It was a long time coming. A little bit of time in between these mm -hmm. last, this last one and this one. So it's here though. Made it to the day. Yeah. So it's a uh, Nyateris. Is that how you pronounce it? I know it's an acronym. Yeah, yeah, Neradius. Yeah, is, is how, Okay. Yeah, I mean that's how we say it. It's just a made-up word, like you said. Um, yeah. So, um, I've actually come across that quite a few times. People saying it in different ways, <laughs> and it, there's there's actually no real way. It's just how we say it. So mm -hmm. it'll it'll become the norm, I think. Just ask Alexa; she'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. it will be interesting to see how she uh, she says it. I, uh, some of the yeah. things I've asked her to say has uh, has been uh, quite interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, obviously self-destructor doing great here on radio. Um, but I just, the first couple times I've listened to it, ghost and razor, uh, so long mother earth just are tremendous endlessly a little bit different of a, uh, a Chevelle song. Yeah, I think so. Um, that's actually a track I played acoustic, um, earlier last year, just as something we were sitting around wondering what was going to happen. Like everyone. And I was like, let's just tease, you know, an acoustic track, you know, cause it was something that I was uh, toying with anyway. So we just popped it up on YouTube. A few people saw it. It's getting more, um, people are seeing it more now that the album's out mm -hmm. today. But um, yeah, I think this album, I don't know. I mean, I could definitely dive into it if you want. I mean. That's why we're here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we kind of wrote the equivalent of two albums getting to this point, um, but only used half of it. So we have, a, we have a, but we've always had, I've always worked. So I have 500 different ideas on my phone, but we demoed a bunch that were, uh, that, you know, we can go back and change and make better. So, cause we got halfway through this album and, and realized that um, half of the songs weren't necessarily up to, up to snuff. So back yeah. to the drawing board, which the extra time helped. Yeah. It's not all power chords on this, you know, I mean, it's all, it's, it's a little bit different guitar technique for me a lot of single string chugging along riffs and things like that. So it opened up a sort of a different new sound for us, I think. I, I remember when you were back on tour uh, with Breaking Benjamin a couple of years ago, we mm -hmm. brought some winners back. And I, I remember, I'm not sure which who it was, but they're like, you should have a new single in like a month. And then uh, it's been a year and a half. So <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> not a problem. So part of this record was recorded in 2019 and then the other part yeah. in 2020. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like the summer of 19. Okay. And then, uh, and then we went back to the drawing board and, mm -hmm. and quickly, you know, wrote another five tracks and recorded those. I did, I did a few of them, um, in my closet at home. I was just goofing around and I broke out the keyboard and I have a studio in the basement, but, um, the keyboard is in my closet for total silence and you know, because if you have, you have a six-year-old running around on the, the top floor <laughs> and you're in the basement, you're going to hear it. So set my keyboard up there and um, yeah, Lost in Digital Woods was recorded in the closet up there. And uh, yeah. so trying some different sounds, a little bit of piano, a little bit of keyboard and a kalimba thrown in there, which is a little percussion thing. Play with your thumbs. And you're, you're doing this technically as a two-piece, correct? Yeah. I mean, we have, um, we have a bass player that's going to come with us out on the road. Kemble. Mm -hmm. 
And we're actually just talking about getting together with him as soon as possible because we're starting to say yes to shows uh, in July. Possibly we'll see what happens, but um, we had rehearsed with him twice before COVID hit and then uh, haven't been able to get together with him since, but going to start, start working on that. Well, obviously you were, you were working on the new record, uh, but how did you deal with, with, with COVID and the lockdown? Because you, know, you guys are usually on the road a lot. It obviously gave you more time to record and stuff, but how yeah. have you dealt with the, the COVID and the lockdown, just family-wise, band-wise? Oh, I, I'm terrible. I'm terrible at this, <laughs> staying home. I mean, my wife is going to, she's literally going to uh, throw her coffee, her hot coffee in my face one of these mornings. <laughs> I just get up all gloomy. I'm like, I'm not full. I'm not centered. I need that balance of, you know, the, uh, the tour, the preparing for tour and then the excitement and then doing the tour and then getting excited to come home. It's, it's this pattern that I've lived with for 20 some years, you know, ever since we hit the road in 99 ish. Yeah. Talking about the road, I guess we'll go back to, was it 04 or 03? You were on the OzFest tour? Mm-hmm. Somewhere around there. That's when I first saw you guys live. You played in the middle of the afternoon. I remember uh, on the main yeah. stage here in Jersey and uh, you know, the red and, and, and send the pain below were, were blowing up. And uh, there was just this, this, this intensity. You weren't necessarily a metal band there. You know, Ozfest mm -hmm. did have eclectic bands. They were all in the hard rock range and stuff, but um, mm -hmm. there's an intense intensity to, to a Chevelle show. And you're one of the few bands I would say the records are great, but it's a whole nother animal to see you guys live. Oh yeah. Nice. You know, it's been, it's weird because we, we, we do have fans tell us, wow, they actually like the live show better than the, the albums. And that is something that we've had to like try and capture. But it's really weird because you're trying to balance this fine line of a live sound and a crisp, well-performed and like tight record that people are used to. Mm -hmm. And um, we may be coming to the end of that. I mean, like I love what we've done, some of them, some of the early ones, I, you know, <laughs> I, I don't. I won't go into that, but I love the later stuff. We've, we took yeah. it, we took back the reins around sci-fi crimes. We really yeah. said, okay, now we're going to start digging in deeper and, and, and trying to do this a little bit. We were, we just weren't as involved as we needed to be. And we realized that later on in our, you know, few years in, but um, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, uh, what was the question? I don't even remember. I was going off on a. Oh, we were I was just talking about oh. the intensity of your live show yes. and where you're, you're one of the, there's two bands that come to mind. And, and there's a million bands I love live and I love the records and I love your records. And I feel the same way about Incubus. Like the records are great, but it's a different animal live. It's like just a different vibe. And it's just, you have to, you have to go and experience in my opinion to fully appreciate the band in total. Cool. Yeah. I, I get that. Totally. I don't know. I think, you know, I saw Incubus recently at a Beale street festival. We played with them a few years back and then we ran into them at the, the airport the next day, we we're all flying out together, and we were on the same label, Epic. At the well, not at the time. This was a few mm -hmm. years back, but uh, they were on Epic, and we kind of like saw each other in the in the hallways of you know, and we we're like, "You, we know you." So we <laughs> we ended up hanging out and having a little powwow. Each nice. band just like taking over the the uh, the hallway there. That was sweet. We actually got to talk about some funny things at the label, uh, why they left, and and all that, <laughs> which is interesting to me because we're we're finishing a contract with epic which is is a long ass contract like we eight we did eight uh full length plus all the b-sides and all the other ones mm -hmm. so um they probably don't 
I don't know what they think about me talking about this now at the release of this, <laughs> but it's like, we're actually going to be free agents trying to figure out what the next move is now. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, if touring comes back, we're, we're going to hit the road and we're going to probably spend the next year hitting it hard. But if not, I'm going to get back into the studio and mm-hmm. finish some of these songs and see what comes from that. Obviously, I want the touring, though. But Yeah, these songs need to be heard live. Uh, I was listening yeah. to it on my way into work and listening to it here. Uh, is it Mars uh, Simula? Is that is that how we're, yeah. we're calling it? Uh, that yeah. song is just that, that, that like punches you in the face. It is so good. I'm like, I, that song I want to yeah. hear live when you guys get back on the road. Yeah, I was just uh, writing down some descriptions of these songs for another outlet. And I put in there for Mars Simula, it, it's it needs the chaos of, of the live show to fully be appreciated. When we play the song, mm-hmm. uh, we just recorded a video for it, um, which is crazy fun to do, to do any kind of work in any capacity. And um, so you'll see that, but we're hoping that's the second single officially. Awesome. And we, so that's why we recorded the video and it's just a, it's, it's a banger. It needs to be played live. I mean, you know, self-destructor too. It's it's a six-minute song that is hopefully opens up in the live space. I mean, it's a it's a hell of a ride for me. You know, you know, physically with, on the fingerboard, it's a lot to remember. Yeah, so, I mean, watching you live, you're the only one playing guitar. You're singing. The buddy of mine who used to work here is in Jake. He's got Chevelle tattoo. He's probably pre-ordered everything for the record. Probably got it today. Nice. Um, I always say to him, I'm like, man, like. How does how does Pete keep his voice up? Because there's a lot of screaming in, in your live show. Maybe not yeah. as much on the live on a record, but in the live yeah. show, again, I always say that intensity. How after all these years have you kept the voice uh, in good shape? Well, I've actually been asked that about halfway, probably about a decade ago, halfway through mm-hmm. till now. For for a while, when I started, I was I took it way too serious. I wouldn't eat dairy or you know any kind of cheese or pizza or anything that was like. And eventually. I just said, screw it. I, we probably don't want to swear on here, right? This is radio. Hey, say whatever you want. We're, we're, fuck we're, it. we're not on air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I said, fuck it. And I'm like, I'm going to not care and see how that goes, right? It was actually better. It, it, the, the stress just like went away. You know, I think uh, a funny thing happened recently too. Uh, probably in 2019, I was home a lot. We did one really long tour with Breaking Ben. And then we finished up the year with like three weeks. Anyway, I was home a lot. And I, and I heard a few of our tracks from the North Corridor and Lagagola. And I was reminded at how heavy those records are and how much I was screaming. And then I heard a live show recently. And I was like, this is about a year ago. And I was like, wow, I'm really pushing this. <laughs> I'm like, I, it, everything just morphs and you get this intensity live and you eventually you just like blow it out. I've heard Dave Grohl do that as well. Like he, he's so, they're so great live. And yet his voice goes to like rasp, like, you know, throughout, you're uh, pushing it so hard. So I I actually have been dialing that back, preparing for the return. Yeah. Well, you know, Dave Grohl's uh, pre-show thing is like a couple of Coors Lights, some Jaeger. Yeah. That's not probably helping his cause either. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I do, I do one beer about mm-hmm. half an hour before I go on to loosen me up. And then I drink beer throughout. I, we did a few shows with Foo Fighters in the, in the, in the past. We did like a run of four right before we went to, to do OzFest actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was awesome. He, he would run right off the stage into our dressing room and sit down and say, 
what are we drinking? What are we doing? Let's do this. <laughs> and you're like, you're, you're like, I'm sitting here with the drummer from Nirvana, you know, <laughs> which is, you know, arguably you could pick Foo Fighters or Nirvana, but yeah. super cool cat, like just crazy cool guy. That's good. That's good to hear. Yeah, it, yeah. I'm a huge Foo Fighters fan. So, you know, it's good to hear that he's just as, he's just as fun on stage as he is off stage. So we just celebrated uh, an anniversary with you guys. So we, we uh, signed on here with WMGM in, was it August of 2011? And the first show we ever presented as our own was March 3rd, 2012. So it was a couple of days ago, you guys at the House of Blues in Atlantic City that no longer exists, by the way, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Shit. And uh, yeah, you, you were the That's first awesome. show that we, we presented. And then a few months later, actually, I guess it was five or six months later, Carnival of Madness with Evanescence and Hailstorm and you guys, it's when you had the Chevelle on the road and we had winners uh, 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 driving around with you guys in, in the Chevelle in Atlantic City. Yes, that was nuts. <laughs> that, was, that was not safe in any capacity. That car was a beast. And I, I think I drove it once. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm, I'm into, I, we grew up with street rods and things like that. But um, I think I drove that thing once. That engine was so burly. Uh, mm -hmm. it, was, it was a bit a bit too much horsepower. But um, my brother loved that car. He, he just, he would scare the pants off of people. He took the winner. He was taking the winners. And we could hear him from like blocks and blocks away. Yeah. And he said, we, we thought we weren't going to make it back. We had no gas and we couldn't find a gas station. And there's yeah. one gas station in Atlantic City. And it's on the opposite end of where the House of Blues was. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't run out of gas. That thing he got like, he, he got there. He got there. And stuff, yeah, that's but, uh, good. He ch and, that thing uh, chowed Yeah, that that was that was loud. That was that was a cool little thing to do. And then uh, you guys played here for us at uh, the big place at Boardwalk Hall with uh, Disturbed and Nothing More, which is another great show. So you, as we get ready to celebrate our 10 year anniversary as a station, you've been a big part of it, and obviously a big part playing the tunes too. Yeah, nice. Glad to hear it. Uh, you know, you said you, you're accepting shows and stuff. So I guess uh, I had somebody ask me, like, would Chevelle ever do a virtual concert or anything? But I guess if things are opening up, you'd rather be on the road and in front of people. Yeah, we would. Definitely. We've had the offers and we um, we almost pulled the trigger on one. Yeah, it was basically going to happen around today. But okay. um, it just didn't, uh, didn't come together the way we had hoped based on the fact that, um, you know, we're separated. Our bass players in California and we're trying to figure yeah. out how to get them here. So, but it is, we are figuring it out and um, you never know. I mean, if these shows don't happen, we may have to go to virtual just to, to, you know, share something with the fans of these new yeah. songs. So um, fingers crossed though, that we're going to get back to the live stuff. Uh, one, one of those drive-ins with Smith and Myers uh, of Shinedown. And it was kind of cool because it was just like a four hour tailgate and the, the show yeah. came to us. We didn't have yeah. to go into the show, um, but they're definitely missing something. You know, absolutely. Uh, it just feels like, I guess it's been a year. I, I was up in New York seeing Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden, and then everything got locked down. Yeah. It's just, that's it. <laughs> I, I know, hence so. the title of the record. I mean, we were sitting mm -hmm. here in 2020 trying to, to title it, and I sat there and this I was like, this is this really happening? This doesn't feel real. And then with going down my YouTube rabbit holes of simulation theory. I just came up with that and it tied it in with the space theme. So um, I know we're all kind of sitting here a year later saying the same things. When will this end? And is this really happening? So we're all in the same boat, you know, I guess, yeah. you know, at least in the music biz, like, you know, we're, a, we're definitely a hard hit industry right now. 
I, I always hear people on, on on thing. In fact, it was it was I was reading your thing uh, where I think you guys got into it with someone with the music and like you know stealing mm -hmm. the music or something. I was reading the, the reply. I'm like, you know, not everybody you know has millions of dollars and is living in a mansion and mm -hmm. you have you have a you have a crew that mm -hmm. they're not working and yeah. um, I don't think people really realize how crippled an industry like that, you know, anything live, I guess, really got crippled with this. And it's hoping that it rebounds. I, I think once the people are going to want to get out of their house, people are going to want to, yeah. you know, get to a live show that crave and love music, uh, that the touring industry, as long as we can get back to normality, is going to, is going to boom something, something fear. It's going to be huge. Yeah. yeah. I think there's going to be floods of people mm -hmm. coming out to shows, maybe a little bit of a, um, you know, a post 918 flu um, extravaganza while, you know, they, they talk about how when that was over, how it was like the roaring, you know, whatever. So, yeah. man, I hope so. Yeah. We're ready to go. I think I need <laughs> I think it, man. Like, so. I, yeah, it's a trip, man. It's such a trip. You know, it's, yeah. I, I wake up and I have to actively like search out positive things just to, mm -hmm. um, just to not go down a, a dark road, which, you know, and I'm somewhat of an emotional dude because I, I just, the you know, what I do for a living and trying to put emotions and into lyrics and things like that. So it hasn't been easy, but we are, we're, we're just, uh, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, I think, mm -hmm. seeing it. So let's go with that. Absolutely. Well, I uh, thank you for taking some time. The new record. One more time. How do you pronounce it? Neradius. Neradius. I got to remember that. Great record. It's available now wherever you consume your music, whether you're downloading it uh, from like an iTunes, whether you get mm -hmm. vinyl, CD. I've already yep. ordered the vinyl, so I hopefully it'll be showing up really soon. It's a yeah. killer record, man. You should be proud of it. And uh, uh, I'm just going to be it's going to be on a constant spin for me for a long time. Sweet. Yeah. Thank you, man. Appreciate that very much. Yep. We hope to see you soon, whether it's Atlantic City or maybe up the, up the street in Philly or whatever on the road. And uh, all the best. And, Pete, we thank you again for, uh, for uh, taking some time. Absolutely. Thank you. Awesome. Take care, sir. Be good. You too.